Welcome to Scrap Chat, the only podcast dedicated to the scrap metal industry. Scrap Chat is produced to keep listeners up to date with fluctuations in scrap metal prices and with changes within this fast-paced and dynamic industry. Here's your host, Mark Anthony. Scrap Chat is part of the Demolition News Radio Network. And we start this episode with an apology. Due to a protracted office relocation that proved to be far more problematic than anyone anticipated, it's been a while since we brought you an update on all that's happening in the scrap world. So sorry for the enforced absence. Thankfully, although we haven't been on air, we haven't been idle. Matthew Hyatt, scrapsaway.co.uk, has produced some interesting research that shows an enormous disparity between what scrap companies are paying for certain metals. In one instance, there was a £400 per tonne difference between the best quoted price and the worst. We'll get on to that later. But we start, as ever, by bringing you up to date with the usual market fluctuations. Scrapsaway.co.uk is the largest scrap metal directory and scrap metal price website in the UK. With almost 700 scrap metal yards and scrap car buyers listed, finding someone nearby to buy your scrap metal is as easy as a few swipes and a click. Ferris, non-ferrous, scrap cars, collection or waybridge. You can filter your search using our advanced filtering options to ensure that the person buying your scrap metal is offering the services you need. We're free to use and free to be registered on. And with no registration process, you could be earning more money from your scrap metal in no time. Visit us today at scrapsaway.co.uk. So, Matthew, it's been a while since we spoke, obviously, because of my office moved. Um... We, we haven't spoken in quite some time. Has there been any positive moves in the scrap market? It's great to be back on the show again. Um, the last time we spoke was back in September. And at the time, things were not looking that great in the non-ferrous market. Copper had been in freefall since the annual highs back in June. And uh, things were not that great in the ferrous market either, with steel falling since the start of the year, only with a small climb towards the end of September. And has that improved? Uh, no. So since we last spoke in September, uh, the steel market has increased 5% up to $331 a tonne, which is which is positive news. Not so positive in the uh, non-ferrous market, which has seen copper has been drag- drastically zigzagging since we last spoke, before finally sitting on an increase of only 0.6% to $6,209 a tonne. The aluminium market has been falling for over several months now, in fact, there was a short spike at the beginning of October, but then back to a downward spiral, seeing it fall over 4.4% from the end of September to its current position of $1,922 a tonne. Then the lead market been going down since the start of the year, and the last two months have been following the trend by hitting an annual low in October. Prices zigzagged a bit before settling at 3.3% lower than the trading prices when we last spoke back in September. Now, I guess on the upside of that, that's more or less how you predicted. Um, so it clearly shows you've got your finger on the pulse of what's what's likely to happen, I guess. That, 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 that's right. A lot of people in the market, there's so much going on in the background at the minute with um, the trade wars between the United States and China, uh, the, all, all the uncertainties with Brexit, which are hopefully coming to a, to a head now. And over the next, the next month, the next few months, we will be hearing some positive news coming off of the back of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, you know, grim news pretty much. Now, you mentioned the, the you know sort of the economic background to all of this, and and Brexit obviously. I mean, we, we do have a degree of resolution, although the actual resolution isn't really until March next year. That's right. But do you expect are, are you expecting sort of market sentiment to improve now that we kind of know where we stand? Um, no, I, I would say um, uh, that 
going into the early months of next year, we won't see any sort of improvement really and, and until we get some definite answers coming out of Brexit. Um, and especially with what's going on in China, when they reduced their imports of waste last year, the few countries that did uh, take up the void that China left, which were Indonesia, Vietnam, Malaysia, they're all even talking about introducing their own restrictions, of, which is, has a lot of people in the industry very concerned. There was an uh, article published recently in, in Envirotech magazine where there were some industry experts talking about this, all this uncertainty with regards to not only Brexit, but the China, America and, and now all the other countries as well talking about import, um, having their own import um, restrictions. It's very, very uncertain times. This article did actually go on to talk about that maybe rather than everyone worrying about this, maybe uh, the UK should start investing in its own infrastructure for reusing and processing all these materials themselves instead of concentrating solely upon moving them out of the country why not let's let's improve the infrastructure get these get the facilities up and running so that we can turn these products into into sellable products again all of which sounds like very good advice that sounds like the sort of advice we probably could have could have done with sort of five or ten years ago so that when brexit does finally happen we'd, we'd already be self-sufficient because yeah that's my right. guess it's is like, that would that any any move like that would require significant investment i would guess yeah, that's right. It's, it's it's kind of like closing the door after the horse is bolted. You know, it's it's, it's a bit a little too late. But even if the talks are starting now, it, it it's I suppose it is a if not only a small step, but it is in the right direction. Yeah, obviously, I mean, with, with with fluctuations and continuing fluctuations in the market, I guess there's never been a more important time to keep your finger on the pulse of of real prices rather than headline prices. And and I, I know you've been doing some work in that area on scraps away. Yeah. So I did a investigation last month which i published on on the scraps away website regarding prices real-time prices that are being offered here in the uk now there was a massive fluctuation between the companies offering the most and the companies companies offering the least for i picked i picked a a, a common scrap metal which was uh, Brightwire, and the fluctuation between the company offering the most and the company offering the least was around 400 pounds a ton now that is an, a substantial amount of money if you're talking you know, the, the quantities that uh, demolition contractors or manufacturing contractors, anyone producing large amounts of, of copper bright wire. Now, £400 a tonne is, is, a, is a lot of money. Now, that should encourage everyone to want to shop around. And, and was that, I, I mean, I've always assumed that things like those those differences were geographic. So things are tend to be cheaper in the north and more expensive in the south. Did that hold true or was, that, was it just literally a case of different companies doing different prices? Different companies doing different prices. I mean, some of the larger... The, the scrap buyers in, in the country have branches up and down the country and they're offering the same prices no matter no matter where they are. Um, you know, some of the smaller companies obviously have different different capabilities and there is always going to be fluctuation in prices like there is with any products that are being bought and sold. But, you know, a difference of £400 a tonne, I think, is, is you know, it, it's, it's, it's a massive amount. And, and if I was selling scrap metal and I found out that someone around the corner was offering £400 more, I'd be you know, I'd be uh, more inclined to, to shop around next time, definitely. And that £400 a tonne, I mean, what is the, 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 the actual price or what is the quoted price on it? So Copper Brightwire was the lowest person that I found was offering 4080 a tonne and the highest was 4540 Uh new, new Copper Tube, the difference 3980 being offered somewhere and then 4450 at, at the top end, you know, so another, another big lump of the most common things that are being sold. Yeah, so it's, there's, there is a massive, massive spread across, and 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 I get it, like the like the EMRs and and the the, 
the, the, the smaller club you can't compete with with, with them. I, I understand that, but that's just a massive. That's a massive spread, isn't it? Absolutely right. I, I, I mean, all of which kind of plays to the strengths of of your website. Really, it's you know r- rather than going to to your usual buyer of scrap for the sake of the five minutes it might take to actually go and research it. Like you say, there could be yeah, another four hundred pound of ton in it for you. Yeah, I mean, every, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it with home insurance or holidays or any anything you buy online now. You, you're comparing everything and shopping around. You know, so what, why not this? You know, if there's a deal to be made and you're you're going to be offered a better deal elsewhere, why why not? If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or the Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Demolition News to find out more.